And I am Tani Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. And coming up in just a few moments, phenomenal woman, my guest this morning will be Orange County sex therapist, Dr. Stephanie Bueller. So I hope you'll stick around for that. This is KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of the universe. Thank you. 
UCI in Irvine. We are broadcasting from the University of California in Irvine. I am Tani Tenuvio, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf, and this is a phenomenal woman. We are on every other week with alternating with what would Arwen do, an elvish perspective on life. So I'll be back next week with that. But this week I'm very excited. Um, I love uh, doing this show and bringing uh, you phenomenal women, especially the phenomenal women here in Orange County. And as I mentioned before this morning, in just a few minutes I will be interviewing Dr. Stephanie Bueller, who is the director of the Bueller Institute, a psychologist, sex therapist, author, and, and speaker. So we'll get to that in just a few moments. Um, first, I want to talk to you a little bit about phenomenal women and that I do believe that we are all phenomenal women, whether we are uh, mothers or sisters or daughters or aunts or neighbors. And um, I have been blessed just with uh, having some of the most phenomenal women in my life. And hopefully this show will inspire you to consider those women around you and how they are phenomenal and take a moment to say thank you to them. Give them a big hug and a kiss. And the show is based uh, loosely on a poem that I heard and fell in love with many years ago by Maya Angelou. Uh, That poem is A Phenomenal Woman. So uh, before we get too far into the show, I'd like to just play that for you and uh, see what it stirs in your heart. Here is Maya Angelou with Phenomenal Woman. Phenomenal Woman. Many people wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. When I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman, phenomenally. I walk into a room just as cool as you please, and to a man the fellows stand or fall down on their knees. Then they swarm around me, a hive of honeybees. I say, it's the fire in my eyes, the flash of my teeth, the swing in my waist, the joy in my feet. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say, it's in the arch of my back, the sun of my smile, the ride of my breasts, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say, 
It's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palms of my hands, the need for my care, because I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's my mother and all your mothers and my grandmothers and your grandmothers and my great-grandmothers and your greats and my great-greats and, and all you women and me. And me and you. And that was Maya Angelou sharing her poem, Phenomenal Woman. This is KUCI in Irvine. And before... Um, we move on to our interview. I wanted to share something. I love this book by Marianne Williamson, who is the author of A Return to Love, Reflections on a Course in Miracles. But she has this absolutely delightful book called A Woman's Worth. It was published in 1993. But how relevant it seems to me for now, which is uh, what, uh, 15, 16 years later. And uh, I'm going to read a little bit from... Two chapters, the first from Glorious Queens and Slave Girls. She says, Together we embark on a quest for our own enchantment. It will take us to a place where what is feminine is sacred, as are a lot of other things as well. There we can become who we are meant to be and live the life we are meant to live. But we need to see the lay of the land, and we need to see clearly the way back home. What, you say? Me? Enchanted? Yes, I say, and don't act so surprised. You knew when you were little that you were born for something special, and no matter what happened to you, that couldn't be erased. The magic could not be drained from your heart any more than Lady Macbeth could wash the guilt from her hands. Sorry to tell you, but you had it right years ago, and then you forgot. You were born with a mystical purpose, in reading this now, you might remember what it is. There are women who are enchanted, living here now as there have always been and always will be. They are bearers of the goddess's torch, however dim its light may shine. On the inner planes, they are priestesses and queens. They are absolutely powerful. They have made it past the gates. And then in A Magnificent Adventure, she says, There is a collective force rising up on the earth today, an energy of the reborn feminine. She is peeking around corners, taking over businesses, tucking in the children, and making men go wild in every way. She knows us at our source. She is not, as we are not, lacking in virtue. She remembers our function on earth, that we should love one another. She has come to reclaim us. She has come to take us home. As the feminine spirit seeks to rise, there are numerous forces seeking to push her back down. This is a time of monumental shift, from the male dominance of human consciousness back to a balanced relationship between masculine and feminine. The goddess archetype doesn't replace God. She merely keeps him company. She expresses his feminine face. And that is what... I believe all of we phenomenal women are here to do, and I am very excited in a few moments to share with you a phenomenal woman right here in Orange County. You are listening to KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and we are streaming live on the internet at www.kuci.org, 
And if you'd like more information, you can visit our website, also our public affairs website at KUCITalk.org. So we're going to catch a little music, and I'll be back with my guest in just a few moments. I'm going to share some music from an enchanting local artist, Adrena Thorpe, and her song from her CD, um, Elusive, Fly, Fly, Fly. This is KUCI in Irvine. In fact, not the voice, the enchanting voice of Adrena Thorpe. We will be hearing from her a little later in the program. That was actually Pilly Bianchi with her song, Fear of Flying. And that's from the Mama Palooza CD, uh, a festival. Mama Palooza is a festival for moms who rock. And if, if you've listened into KUCI, you may have heard Janine's show, Moms Rock in the House. We hope to have that back in the fall. So you can... Keep an eye on our website at KUCI.org for our new programming that will be coming about the end of, middle to the end of September. But uh, Pilly Bianchi, I love that song. I've lost my fear of flying. And so we'll be hearing from Adrena um, and her enchanting voice. We'll be hearing Fly, Fly, Fly a little bit later. Um, So now we are going to get to our interview. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm very excited this week. My guest will be Dr. Stephanie Bueller, who is a licensed psychologist and director of the Bueller Institute in Irvine, California. She is also certified as a sex therapist by the American Association of Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, an organization for which she is the Western Regional Representative. Dr. Bueller is the former editor of the Women's Sexual Health Journal, and is the author of many publications on the topic of relationships and sexuality. Dr. Bueller holds degrees from UCLA, USC, Pepperdine University, and the California School of Professional Psychology. Dr. Bueller has lived in Orange County for the past 16 years, and she and her husband, Mark, have one daughter. And so I'm very excited. Uh, Their website, in case you want to... uh, uh, to go on to the website, even as we are talking this morning, is the Bueller Institute dot com. It's that would be the B U E H L E R Institute dot com. And I have to tell you, there are some incredible resources just there on the website. There are articles on uh, surviving the sexual effects of childhood sexual abuse, desire, wondrous and misunderstood. Incredible um, article, Uh, Magic Beans, When Viagra Lets You Down, Sexual Pain, Sexual Fears, When Women Find Sex Impossible, Addicted to Sex, and an article called Sex After 50 or 60 or 70. 
and you can find out information about Dr. Bueller's workshops, speaking engagements, and her latest ebook, Sex and Passion, The Essential Guide, Now and Forever. So you are listening to KUCI in Irvine. We broadcast from the University of California in Irvine. If you know someone who might be interested in listening to this show later on, you can tune into our public affairs website at KUCITalk.org for uh, our public affairs programming shows on demand and our podcasts. We also podcast through iTunes. And if you'd like to email me, you can send me an email at askanelf, that's A-S-K-A-N-E-L-F, at yahoo.com. So I'm going to see Dr. Bueller. Are you here? I sure am. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show this morning. Oh, thank you. I'm very excited to be talking about my my passion. <laughs> well, this is it, it's very interesting because uh, some dear friends of mine referred me to you. They said, Tani, this show you're doing now on Phenomenal Woman, we know this phenomenal woman that you might find very interesting to interview. She's a sex therapist. And I went, oh, <laughs> that sounds interesting. And it's very interesting, too, because I went to a staff meeting here. Here, uh, recently for KUCI and mentioned I was going to have a sex therapist on. And it's really funny how people's eyes just kind of get wider and their ears perk up and they're like, oh, sex therapy? I'd like to hear what that's about. <laughs> so um, I'm curious, just, you know, how, how did you get become a sex therapist? Well, that's, a, that's an interesting question. And um, <laughs> actually, you know, I... I I worked as an elementary school teacher for 10 years. Really? <laughs> so that's kind of an odd background. And, and, you know, when I went to get my doctorate in psychology, my intention was really to work with children and teens. But I had my own daughter at home and found that I really wanted to give her that kind of um, energy, mom energy, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so um, I really started to focus on health psychology and uh, started to work with an endocrinologist, who's, she's also in Irvine with Dr. Janet Wang, and uh, we opened up an integrated health center together. And um, one of the reasons that, uh, well, she encouraged me to go into sex therapy. She said, you know, a lot of people come to an endocrinologist to have their hormones tested to see whether or not um, they're not feeling any sexual desire because of uh, hormones. Mm-hmm. And she said most often, it isn't their hormones. And so if you would learn how to do sex therapy, you know, you'd be able to see these clients. And I thought, oh, you know, what a good idea. Because I, I, I just remembered in school um, seeing role plays, you know, that that we do mm-hmm. uh, between couples. And I, I would always be the one who, who raised my hand and said, uh, is this couple having sex? I mean, did we have a sex life? <laughs> so I was very interested, I guess, and um, decided to go for it. And so that's how I ended up as a sex therapist. Well, I'm very glad that you did because I, I do have to say, as um, one of the, you know, one from the baby boomer generation, when I was growing up, we didn't have sex talks. I mean, not in school, not in, um, I think I missed it because I changed around schools all the time, so I never got it I, somehow in junior high or high school. The only thing I ever got was a little thing where um, um, when I started, you know, to have my period, my mother sat me down one day in the bathroom. We had about a five-minute talk about, because uh, I think she was afraid that I might, you know, 
get involved in things that I was much too young to be involved in. But, um, you know, and then later on um, I got married, and I don't remember really ever having any type of, I mean, it was just kind of like you had to kind of just figure it out right. for yourself. Right. And that and maybe talk to your friends a little bit. But even that, you know, you don't really talk to your friends that much, I don't think, or at least I didn't at that time, about problems in the bedroom. Right. Right. And, you know, one would think that with the Internet and magazine articles and all of that, that people would have a better understanding of what's what in the bedroom. But, you know, there's a lot of embarrassment about looking at that information and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a a lot of shame sometimes. Uh, And so people, and and you know what, In, in the States here, we have people from all over the world. And sometimes they really struggle with um, their sexuality in a way that, um, you know, might seem very, very old-fashioned to us. So, you know, there's a lot of education that needs to be done. Yes. A lot of education that needs to be done. And even, you know, even couples that enjoy sex, um, you know, they run into trouble too sometimes. You know, somebody gets ill or... Um, you know, as we age, things change, our de- level of desire changes, our uh, sexual function changes, and, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, you don't, you don't come into your relationship knowing what's going to happen in the future in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why, what are some of the reasons that people come to a sex therapist? Well, I would say the most common reason is uh, mismatched desire. So one person has a very high drive and the other a low drive. And, you know, they've had a really hard time trying to figure out how to resolve this problem and how to talk about it. So, you know, and and these problems, these bedroom problems, kind of um, affect the whole relationship. And so couples begin to fight and bicker and there's a lot of tension in the relationship. And uh, so... You know, they come into my office to try to sort things out. Uh, we work on making the relationship better as well as um, the sexual relationship better. You know, I work on things in and out of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would say that's the most common problem. And then, of course, I work with men that have um, erectile dysfunction, uh, women that uh, have difficulty achieving a climax, um, Let's see, just a really premature ejaculation, just any any kind of sexual problem that you can think of, I, I, I treat that in my office. Mm-hmm. And now, what about, um, I'm just kind of curious for, would you, do you work with, because uh, let's say, for instance, you are a woman and, you know, you feel like your libido is kind of declining a little bit, so... Um, but you, you remember what it was like to feel a lot more passionate and you know, mm-hmm, about these things mm-hmm. and you want to kind of get back to that place. You know, it's possible, but for some reason it's just not quite, would a person, would the first step be to, to see a sex therapist or would the first step be to, uh, see a regular doctor or a naturopathic doctor perhaps to check out the hormonal thing? What would kind of be the, 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 the path? Well, you know what, it, I, I think I, Actually, when women call with that question, I mm-hmm. do often ask them if they have seen their gynecologist, if they have, you know, had hormones tested or um, had the gynecologist talk to them about what birth control they use because, because oral contraceptives can cause problems. 
Um, and so I checked that out. And, you know, in, in psychotherapy, we have the saying, you know, rule out medical first. Mm-hmm. So um, if, if a woman has told me, yes, I've seen my gynecologist, then I go ahead and I make the appointment. And if not, I often will suggest that they do talk to the gynecologist. Um, so medical first. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but sometimes women um, will say that they have spoken to the gynecologist and, um, you know, we work for a while and then I, I find myself thinking, mm, I think there's still something physical going on mm-hmm. and I'll refer to a physician who has a special interest in sexual medicine mm-hmm. and they'll dig a little further and have some more ideas about how to treat. In fact, um, one of the things that I know uh, there's a physician, um, Michael Critchman, um, in Newport Beach, and he works closely with uh, a- an acupuncturist. And so, you know, there are alternative treatments that can be used yes. that can help. Mm-hmm. Actually, I work uh, with a couple of acupuncturists here in um, Newport Beach who I love. And uh, it's amazing, probably about a third of the practice is Dr. Uh, Tina Yang and Dr. Suzanne Tang. Um, probably maybe a third of the practice uh, has to do with fertility issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which and how does that tie with you know is you know are, do, do fertility t- issues sometimes get tied to you know to where someone would would see you? Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, actually, it's kind of interesting. What I I I tend to see because I work with a. Uh, often collaborate with a urologist who has a specialty in fertility. Um, I see a lot of men, and uh, so they come in. They have performance anxiety, and you know, sometimes erectile dysfunction. Sometimes I, I think it's really important to talk about this because a lot of men really don't understand it. Don't un- you know? They've never heard of it. Uh, but also sometimes delayed ejaculation, um, where you know, they, they just go on and on, men just go on and on mm-hmm. and, and can't ejaculate. And so, you know, that obviously can have a big impact when you're trying to have, you know, yes. trying, to, trying to get pregnant. So and I, there's a lot of pressure, you know, because it's like you finally have decided, pressure. okay, now we really want to have children. So there's all these other little anxiety things that go on and, you know, can only happen like so many you know, during so much part of the month, and right. then, then you got to wait another month. Right, right, right. And then the women who have faced that, it's usually I see them after the fact because, you know, things have been so medical, then they're pregnant, hopefully, and then, uh, you know, they have a hard time putting the pleasure back into their sex life. So I will work with them at that point. Oh, mm-hmm. because it's been more like a job of, you know, mm-hmm. getting pregnant. Right. You know, and it, getting, you know, reaching the goal of getting pregnant. It's like, right, oh, now let's... Right. And that can have our recreational sex. <laughs> right, right. And it seems like women have a, I guess, you know, for whatever reason, women have kind of an easier time of saying, okay, you know what, we've got to get down to business and make a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, so with men also, you, you know, you would have them rule out the medical aspects, but then, and right. so you work with the, with the couples together. I'm curious, too, um, one of the things that I would like uh, for you to talk a little bit about that I had just recently learned about this, I, and, but apparently it's, it's, you know, pretty prevalent for women to have to deal with, and that's um, having to do with uh, pain during sexual intercourse. Yeah. And how to deal with that. I mean, um, 
you know, what do you do if you when you get married and or you with someone that you absolutely love, but you discover that your this this thing that is most wondrous and intimate is now be um, you know something of a painful experience. Could you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, it's kind of amazing that about 25% of women have pelvic pain disorders that interfere with their sexual function. That's a lot of women. But when women come into my office, they often feel like they're the only ones this has ever happened to. Mm. And women don't like to talk about this with one another because it's very, very embarrassing to them. Mm. Um, these, uh, some of these disorders, uh, such as vulvodynia and vulvar vestibulitis, um, that are sort of pain that are external to uh, the vagina. Um, all of these things used to be thought of as being really more mental, uh, more psychological problems, uh, because, you know, like a lot of pain, you can't see it when you do an examination. Mm. But they definitely have physical causes uh, that have to do with uh, pelvic floor, uh, repeated, sometimes repeated um, uh, vaginal infections, sometimes... Uh, urinary tract infections, uh, you know, different different kinds of problems can uh, cause physical pain. Mm-hmm. But then there's the psychological part, and you know, as a somebody who's been a health psychologist, I'm always looking at the mind-body connection. And so when you have these um, painful, um, situ- you know, uh, painful symptoms, mm-hmm. it can be very hard to cope. And um, that just increases anxiety and depression, which can make the pain worse. Mm. And also, as you might imagine, you know, the struggles with trying to get these problems resolved uh, can have a, a negative impact on a couple's relationship. Yes. And, uh, you know, definitely marriages and relationships do sometimes break up over these kinds of problems. Um, do you think that they break up generally because... Um, women perhaps haven't realized that there is something they can do about it, that they can actually get help with it. Because, I mean, it, it would I would imagine it would be very difficult if, you know, when you're with someone, you know, because men also, if you tell them you're having this pain, then they feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm creating pain for you. So then they feel bad, and you don't want them to feel bad. And, oh, yeah. You know, so it seems like kind of this little vicious oh, circle. Yes. Oh, yes, um, yes, it, yeah. It definitely is, and sometimes men uh, develop erectile dysfunction, you know, because they don't want to cause their female partner pain. And so it it can be, you know, it has a very uh, negative and complex effect on a relationship. Um, I've had couples that there is one condition called vaginismus, um, which is, I guess, the best way easiest way to describe it is um, just kind of a spasm in the vagina that makes penetration impossible. And, um, Mm. you know, I've had couples come in that have been married for a couple of years, maybe several years, sometimes 10 years, and they haven't been able to consummate their marriage. And, um, you know, you can imagine how frustrating that is, yes. you know, sometimes they do still have a sex life, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah. I mean, human right. beings are very clever. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, then they, they want to become pregnant or they just want to be normal, you know, yeah. they just want to feel normal. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in case you're just uh, tuning in, my guest this morning is Dr. Stephanie Bueller, the director of the Bueller Institute, a psychologist, sex therapist, author, and speaker. And this is KUCI in Irvine. I am Tommy Tuneville, and this is Phenomenal Woman. And uh, Stephanie, I think that you certainly are a phenomenal woman. Oh I am so thankful to you, and really, t- that you would take your career in this direction to, um, you know, help uh, men and women to deal with these issues. I would imagine that this is, you know, it's kind of one of those things that's not easy for people to talk about. So even when you go places like go to um, networking groups or, you know, know, to introduce yourself, what do you do? Well, I'm a sex therapist. (laughs) But, you know, do you get some um, odd looks a lot of times from people? Oh, definitely, definitely, (laughs) definitely. You know, one of the things that people often say. Not for the faint of heart, this line of work. (laughs) Well, definitely, you know, people often say, oh, that sounds like, fun and you can hear what i'm talking about you know these are not these are not fun problems these right. are serious problems you know the, i mean there is a fun part uh and and i i think you know one of the delights of my job is when you know people start to have success and i'm uh-huh. able to say yay yes. <laughs> you know we're having some enjoyment in the bedroom that's a wonderful thing that part is definitely fun um but it's a, you know it takes it's a it, there's a lot of training and there's a lot of work that goes into helping people with these problems. Yes. Um, and then, of course, sometimes people think that I'm in the office with a clipboard <laughs> watching people. <laughs> I was going to ask, so what actually happens in a sex therapy session? You know, mm-hmm. um, hopefully you're, you know, we, we want to get that image out of someone's mind that uh, you're going to bring them into the room, uh, pick up your clipboard and say, okay, uh, let's get started here and I'll tell you what, you know, kind of like a dance instructor. You know, it's, not, it's not Arthur Murray for, in, for sex. Right. Could, you, could you tell us a little bit about what, um, you know, kind of what, what goes on in, in sex sure, therapy? Sure, sure. Well, sex therapy is just a form of uh, psychotherapy. So it's talk therapy. And, um, you know, the, the initial session or two looks like any other session, really, uh, where I take a history, and I want to find out all about the person. I don't want to just find out about their sexual functioning. Um, you know, unlike a physician, I can take the time to really understand the whole person. And um, so that's my first task. And I'm trying to look at things like, um, you know, is there depression or anxiety um, are the medical problems that the person maybe has not considered uh, affecting their sexual function? I want to look at their relationship history and so forth. And then we get down to the specifics of the problem. And I kind of, you know, I'm often doing kind of a behavioral analysis, if you will. You know, I'm trying to find out uh, when the problem started and how frequently it happens and maybe what triggers it and when is it better, when is it worse, those kinds of things. And then I want to find out. Um, I want to find out about the person's sexuality and their sexual development. Uh, you know, what what did they learn about sex? When did they learn about sex? When did they become sexually active? Uh, what are their feelings about it? What were they told? So it's very um, it's very encompassing, really. Well, that's great. Um, and also, in case you're just tuning in and you'd like to contact Dr. Stephanie Bueller, the phone number is 
1-800-242-342. Their website, www.thebuellerinstitute, that's B-U-E-H-L-E-R, institute.com. Dr. Bueller, I'd like to ask you um, also, what about uh, couples who have a pretty good uh, sexual relationship, everything's going on, but, you know, maybe they've been married for a while and they want to kind of juice it up a little bit. Do you see couples about this type of thing where they just kind of want to maybe take it to the next level, but they don't really know quite how to do that on their own? I, I Yes, I do, especially couples where, you know, one person's uh, uh, drive is starting to flag. You know, couples are sometimes very afraid to say that they're getting a little bored with things. <laughs> you know, they don't want to hurt their partner. Right. And so sometimes that actually happens late in the therapy where they start to say, now, how do we spice things up? Yeah. And so when it, I, I'd like to just, you know, certainly there are all kinds of gadgets and things that couples can use, but I think novelty um, there's been quite a bit of research that shows that novelty is, can really perk up the brain and get it excited again. So going new places and doing new things together, not the same old, mm. you know, not going to the same old hamburger joint for, right. you know, or vegan place <laughs> <laughs> for um, a meal and, you know, going to the same movie theater over yeah. and over again. But doing new things together um, outside the bedroom can help. And developing interest together can, you know, a, a, any kind of passion outside the bedroom can also can make couples feel closer yeah. when they get inside the bedroom. Um, so that would be one thing. Maybe taking up, like, a new hobby or something, because then if it seems to make sense if you begin to discover new things about your partner, then you kind of open, oh, well, maybe we could you know, discover some new things in some other areas. Right, you know? right, exactly. <laughs> and you get to experience each other in, in new and fun ways that you hadn't been aware of before. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I wanted to ask also, I, I love this article. I love the fact that you've got some resources on your website. And again, that website is www.thebuellerinstitute.com. And that's B-U-E-H-L-E-R. And that you are offering some resources for people, articles that they can download. I love this article, Sex After 50 or 60 or 70. Mm -hmm. That was the first one that I downloaded. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, it's got some interesting things here about um, some myths about good sex. um, That uh, And you kind of... Your article here debunks that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I notice also you have an uh, e-book, Sex and Passion, the Essential Guide, Now and Forever. Can you tell us a little bit about your book and how people can get that? Sure, absolutely. Um, I wrote this book. Actually, you know, e-books are supposed to be short, and this one (laughs) ended up being kind of longer. Uh Uh, I'll probably publish it as a trade paperback. Um, But I wrote it because... I, you know, there are a lot of um, a lot of books on sex out there, but either they are written in kind of street language, which I know from working with my clients, you know, so there are people that are conservative or whatever, and they mm-hmm. don't appreciate that kind of language. And also, um, you know, a lot of books are focused on technique, and mm. I wanted to write a book that was really more focused on. Uh, helping people understand their sexuality and um, understand how, or, or not understand, but, you know, have some ways to talk to their partner about sex. And then I, I do talk about technique, but I talk about it more as um, how to set up a foundation for good sex. And so there are a lot of activities in the book 
Uh, they're both um, uh, activities that are designed to be done, done alone. Uh, that, for example, having to do with body image or mm -hmm. how to fantasize. Uh, and then there are things that couples can do together. You know, for example, learning how to touch one another in a sensual way. Um, and it's a, I think it's a very comprehensive book. I, I think I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's one ebook, uh, and that's available through your website. You also have a free ebook. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Which is called Sexual Discoveries, 25 Secrets for Incredible Sex. Right. Now, what is that one about? Well, that one is actually, it really is 25 Secrets for Sex, you know, having good sex. Is that more um, and, technique? Right. Well, it's not so much technique. I mean, it's even things like... Um, uh, you know, I almost hate to say it, but what comes to mind is hygiene. Hello. You know? Oh, yeah. You know? yeah well, well, <laughs> right? And, and looking at your bedroom environment and, um, you know, using all of your senses, uh, things that, you know, are, are having affection at other times, you know, not just when you're wanting to make love. And yeah. uh, so there are a lot of, I think there are a lot of things in that book that are unique and others that are just reminders um, but if people uh, sign up to download that, then they go. They get to go to another page on my website where I have even more articles and, um, uh, you know, I think a PowerPoint or two on uh, all kinds of sexual topics and relationship topics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> now, I'm curious, too, just, you know, because um, in, you know, the quote-unquote economic times, you know, people may be thinking, well, you know, we... I really would like to, you know, do something in this area. We could, you know, we could really use some help, but, um, you know, it probably doesn't really fit into our budget right yeah. now in the larger scheme of things. But um, could someone, you know, maybe a couple if they wanted or, you know, or a person, could they come maybe for, a f you know, a few sessions and then, you know, use the resources through your um, your books or your articles and your workshops, so, you know, right. is there you know is there a way that's not going to be like you know because sometimes people are just kind of like oh I'm just not sure I can you know do do that financially right 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 and is you it covered by insurance can, at all yeah yeah people can definitely come in and get um, they they can get their money's worth in a few sessions if they're very motivated and sometimes you know people come. They do sometimes come in and out of treatment. You know, they'll work on something with me for a while and then go off and work on things by themselves and then come back. Um, that's not unusual. Uh, you know, sex therapy tends to be short-term. Um, so, you know, 6 to 12 sessions might sound like a lot, but that's actually considered to be short-term therapy. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, it, it, there are other sex therapists that, uh, may charge less than I do. I can refer to them, or uh, you know, if somebody um, really can't afford it, you know, I can help them figure out a way to make it happen for themselves. Well, and mm -hmm. as you mentioned before, this this could be something that could, um, you know, in, for some couples, it maybe it could save their marriage, or or if their marriage has kind of, you know lapsed into that, you know, well, we're just kind of living together because it's more convenient and bringing some of that joy and intimacy back into the relationship. And uh, for those of us who are single, perhaps, you know, maybe give us some uh, clues how to, you know, spice things up ourselves, you know, to find that person. <laughs> right, right. So that once right. we do oh, find yeah, them, but, you know, uh, we, we're a little ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely have people that come in who are single and either just getting into a relationship and, you know, maybe they, they've 
not been in a relationship in a long time and they feel awkward mm-hmm. um, or, uh, you know, they don't have a relationship and part of it is because they have some kind of a hang-up that they're worried about mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. or, or they, they've just, you know, they're just having a hard time finding that person. Mm-hmm. And, and you uh, can help with that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so... Uh, well, Dr. Bueller, our time is just about over. Let's see. Um, I, I want to make sure. Well, I, I, there was a question, um, too, that here, you know, like say someone says that, you know, the marriage isn't working, the sex isn't working. Um, should someone see uh, a, a, a marital therapist first, a, you know, a medical doctor for the hormone thing, or you? And, you know, what would... What would you you recommend there? Well, if everything seems to be falling apart, they could certainly see me, and I can help them figure out where they need to be. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes uh, uh, couples come in, sometimes they say, okay, you know what, we're going to, if the problems are, if the marital problems, you know, say if there's a lot of fighting or bickering or whatever, Mm -hmm. if it seems like something that I can help them resolve in a few sessions, I'll do that, and um, then we'll work on the sexual issues. If the problems are deep, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I will refer to marital therapy first. Um, uh, You know, we talk about that in the session. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can help them figure out, you know, do do one or both of them need to see a physician? Mm -hmm. So they can can come in and, you know, in that first session, uh, I can usually help them figure out where they need to be. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and how could people get in contact with you if they are interested in? Sure. Uh, yeah. Sure. I, <laughs> I, have, I have an 800 number, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's 800-769-0342. And your website. And so you are the Bueller Institute. Are you located right here in Orange County? Where are you? I am. I'm in Irvine. I'm near the Spectrum Shopping Center. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I have people coming to me from all over uh, Southern California. I've had people come from other states and even uh, other countries. So um, it, it's a, you know, good central location. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would seem, I mean, and I'm curious, too, um, like, say, could someone, you know, maybe if a couple came out for a weekend, you know, to meet with you and then could... Could they continue, like, with coaching uh, perhaps by phone uh, if they can't, you know, if they don't uh, just live right here? Yeah, that's a really, that's a very interesting question. Um, being licensed in California, I would only do phone work or phone coaching mm-hmm. with people that live in California. Okay. If they live elsewhere, I've, I've seen couples that have come in from other states and maybe they're visiting here over the summer or something like that, mm-hmm. and I'll work with them and then refer them to somebody um, in their area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, that it sounds like you have a wonderful network of other sex therapists. I do. So I that do. people can mm-hmm. can find the help they need. Well, Dr. Bueller, what would you? Is there something you'd like to maybe share with our listeners um, this morning before just a? Yes, I would say you know get get if you need help, get help sooner than later because you know these problems can. Uh, just drag on and on and on, and it just becomes more and more difficult to unravel things. So, you know, get your courage up, and uh, whatever your struggle is, whether it's sexual or something else, uh, you know, do do seek help. 
Thank you, Dr. Bueller. And so my guest, Dr. Stephanie Bueller, and your website, www.thebuellerinstitute.com. It's B-U-E-H-L-E-R. And uh, thank you, Dr. Bueller, for oh, having sure. oh, thank uh, you articles for having on there. Oh. Uh, yeah, well, thank you for being on the show, too. But thank you also so much for the wonderful resources on your uh, website. So, um, and if people want to, you know, do you have an email or anything like that if people just wanted to? I do, but, you know, the thing with email is I want to say it's not confidential, so don't send me your life story in mm-hmm. an email. But they can contact me at Dr. Stephanie Bueller at gmail.com. Okay, because maybe sometimes people are just a little, right. you know, a little shy, a little nervous, right, right, and they right, want right. to get their foot in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just give me a sentence or two. Don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, thank you very much, Dr. Bueller, and thank you for being in the world and helping people oh. in this capacity. And I will look forward uh, to seeing you before too long. Okay, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Uh-huh. Have a great day. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. And that was Dr. Stephanie Bueller. Again, if you'd like to contact her, the phone number 1-800-769-0342. I am Tani Tenuvial. You are listening to Phenomenal Woman here on KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and streaming live on the Internet at KUCI.org. And we will be back. I will be back. Actually, we will be back next week. Uh, myself and my co-host, Milo Lomsdown, my Hobbit co-host, we will be back here on What Would Arwen Do? And next week we will be talking about women winemakers. Elves and hobbits do love the gifts of the earth. And uh, uh, Spretti de Leon, who is uh, involved here at uh, Anne's Boutique Wines, and we'll be talking about women winemakers. As I promised earlier, I want to share with you the beautiful and enchanting voice of a local artist and musician, Adrena Thorpe. Adrena is out of Los Angeles, and uh, you can contact her for um, speaking engagements, uh, not speaking engagements, um, singing engagements, and to find out about her work and where she's going to be uh, locally, oh, I think can't see, I believe her website is, yes, www.adrina, A-D-R-I-N-A, Thorpe, T-H-O-R-P-E dot com. And I'm going to share a song from her elusive CD, Fly, Fly, Fly. So I hope you will stay tuned. Emily will be here coming up in just a little bit with, actually, I always get it mixed up. She is in, on alternating weeks. Also, Rose will be here this morning with Love and Romance, one of my favorite shows. I think a very good show to follow our talk on sex therapy. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. So until next week, I will say have a wonderful, wonderful week. Get outside. Get some fresh air. Give those you love a big hug and a kiss. Celebrate the phenomenal women and the phenomenal men in your life. And... Come and hang out with me next week. We'll have more fun. This is KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of the universe. Mm-hmm.